It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. And tonight answers the philosophical question. If a metamorris happens in the forest and none of the athletes get paid, did it really happen? I pose that to you, meme master, ad extraordinaire, web consultant who would have seen this and commented it on our Facebook. No. Raph Esparza, Raph Metamorris. Okay. I'm not blaming people, Kevin, because I don't do that. That's not, that's not something I'm really uh, known for doing to people. But I will say this, and I won't name names. Somebody last week just happened to say to me these exact words. Hey, Raph, so you really think like Metamorris is dead? I was like, don't say its name. Don't. You know what happens. This like, close to Halloween? They Beetlejuice. Said they said Metamorris? don't say Metamorris. Oh, mm. Oh God! I don't know. I, I didn't like say it all the way. Somebody said it on air too to you during the midnight live stream of ADCC. Gregorian <laughs> or Evans might be the second Beetlejuice. Hey, well, come on. So I think yeah, it was Gregorian. I don't it know why. Let's blame him. <laughs> I he's do think it was Keith that said something about Metamorris. Hey, come on! Don't don't do that. It's That's more mean. of a Jevons comment, but I do think I will. I got to go to the tape. Oh, damn it. There's like 14 hours to review. 14 hours. And the director's cut, which will be on YouTube very soon. Anyway, that's not the important thing, guys. The important thing is somebody was asking me, they're like, do you think Metamorphs is dead? Like, because they were saying, like, it's got to be dead, right? And I go, no. You have to understand one thing about it is the ego, the pride is too strong for that to just die. It's going to come back. Oh, my God, it's Saturday. And AJ has accepted a match against Hollick. What the sh- Wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Let's read this closely. Well, hold on. AJ's fighting Hollick in a sub only. Raph, hold on. Let's give the people, everyone deserves a shot. So let me give them the pure, unfettered reaction I had until I spoke with yeah. you. Does that... Does that Go jive ahead. with it's your? Fine. Just do it. it do, or do you want to like to jive with the, me? Do you want to LeBron this right away, or can the people have some enjoyment? LeBron it right away. Let's, what is LeBroning entail? You again? know, you t- you gave the 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 LeBron <laughs> is overrated speech of 2016 <laughs> or 17. I think all every year we've been on this podcast because I force the NBA topics. That's on me. I, I acknowledge that I do it. You take a fun viewpoint, but this one you're gonna make a lot of sense on your shitting on this point. And I wanna mm. I wanna give it the puffing it deserves. All right, Kevin, go ahead. When I saw this, it was like unbelievable. Halleck just throws up from the Metamorris graveyard like the thriller video. <laughs> it just it hit us so so surprisingly. Not if apparently like Raph, someone said it to you three times this week. But no time limit, sub only, two things Raph and I love. We love on this podcast. We love the word sub only. We love the words no time limit. Those all sound great to us. You know why? Because it appeals to me and Kevin. You get finality. You get a finish. Everybody goes home happy, depending on if they haven't gone home before the match is finally finished, because sub only, no time limit, can go for a while. And Kevin and I are no strangers to that. We know that personally. Go on, Kevin. 
and that's a fun match. People are like, oh, who will watch that? Jiu-Jitsu nerds. Oh, who will watch every other match? Same people. <laughs> so do it. They That sounds awesome. And it says proceeds from the live stream of this sub-only match go to pay the Meta Morris athletes, which has a real mea culpa, something we can get behind here in the American dream, which is mostly about stomping, not paying, and then issuing apologies. So I was into it. But then... Just immediately, as my heart filled with joy about the idea of it also being in Denver, Colorado, where it's like, I'll be there. Where is this? Where is it happening in a shack? You can do it at the new house I'm renting in the backyard. It's going to be pretty cold, so I highly suggest we find a dojo. Doesn't matter. Amazing. They're doing it. They're having a sub only. They're going to get some finality. Bit of a weight class you know, a bit of a weight class challenge, I think, for AJ, if I'm just going to say that. I mean, I thought initially, wow, crazy. Uh, seconds later, I came to a crushing realization. Raph, most of things that Halleck do are a cool idea. Much like, as I told you earlier, a flying car with an asshole shield. Cool idea. The issue is I have to ping pong my asshole shield over to the science department of UCLA, who's currently trying to convince people that the earth is getting hotter, so they're busy. What do you have to say about the Metamorris announcement that AJ's in, sub only, happening, November, we're going to pay the athletes? All right, where do I begin? Let's start by giving this, uh, and just at the very beginning, let's read it fully, because you read it well, but you didn't read the full thing, Right. Like Halleck, I felt like I should broach over some details. <laughs> you, well, What kind of details would we just be glossing under? Like the Kevin? date, time, logistics of where it's <laughs> happening, and, you know, any other details? All right, let's say a few facts. Metamorris stopped at Metamorris. What? Did we make it to seven or eight? I thought we did seven, and then we were done. Right? I honestly don't know. Yeah. Okay. We have the Metamorris challenger or underground some people had a metamorphs challenger which was the hey let's bring it out for everybody and try and raise money for the the I, kev i can't with this we're gonna raise money for the athletes thing <laughs> you I raised, wanted to go in order but you, i can't you crushed this like every i was in a lot of debates in high school and college n- nerd spoiler alert and there are those moments when someone asks you one question and you're like fuck that completely destroys my understanding of what just happened. You immediately were like, seems a little crazy to raise money to pay the athletes that you haven't paid by fighting the athletes that you haven't paid. And it was like, go on. I want to bring this up for a fifth time. We have done this before. We have heard them say they are going to pay with the funds they raised from this time, this time for sure, guys, we're going to pay the athletes from last time. That's actually become the new Metamorphs tagline. If ours is, you know, it's way easier to fight from outside the cage, theirs is Metamorphs. We promise to pay the people from last time. <sighs> all right. Again, I'm going out of order because it's hard. It's hard to contain all of your energy and go in order. But I digress. Okay. <laughs> Some things to note, guys. On the Instagram page, they deleted all of their media. 
Now, I don't believe that was AJ doing it himself, but if you're new to the conversation, AJ competed on an event called Metamorphs Underground, which our good friend John Evans was doing commentary for. AJ, I believe, did he win? I don't remember. But he famously pushed off Caro off of a platform. It was a weird match. AJ then came on our show, talked about it. We insisted it to him. We said, hey, man, you should probably get paid. And AJ, in his very AJ way, was like, don't worry, I will get paid. <laughs> don't worry, I, I, I will. And he told it to us, and we believed him. And he was telling us that kind of thing of like, guys, guys, relax. Don't worry. I, I've heard all the rumors. I will get paid. He invoked the Gracie. He was like, I mean, he gave us like a Gracie word. We're like, okay. Then months later, AJ becomes this underground hero who they gave him the password having not paid him, which again is insane to me, to their Instagram account. And AJ teases that some big shit is going down. And it did. He basically hijacked the page for their Instagram and I guess their Facebook. I don't know what the deal was. But he basically was saying, like, I've taken over and I'm going to go ahead and shout out all the athletes. And Holly can't get back this Instagram or his social media account until he's paid. Wait, I'm sorry. He has the privilege of taking the account back. Okay. Well, I'm going to make this about something and athletes and paid and for two weeks aj was the underground hero that jujitsu didn't ask for but they received and then people remembered they hated aj Agazarm because the next thing happened he had poems with jake shields uh basically everybody he fought on polaris hated him and he was jake shields being the jujitsu darling i mean we all love him we just do well let's put it this way uh jake shields throws a latte and people still don't hate him so <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly how that all works, but I can Rappy was defending his boy. You've heard his side of the story. I don't know why yeah, you I have to be so flippant about it. in my darkest of days <laughs> to defend my honor with some fucking hot job. I'll throw pumpkin spice at somebody. Don't you don't you worry. Yeah. Even if it's a grande and I well, maybe if I just ordered it. I probably if it's been sitting around. But it really it, you have to promise me it's gonna be well after the fact. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, be like now that the fight's been broken up, I'm gonna throw a water cup and hit Dana. And I just all I want you to do is just like as you do it, you throw it. You're just like bitch. You throw it. That's <laughs> the only way you could ever throw a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. Anyway, again, we're going in order. We're going in order. Uh, well, Raph, I have to stop you. We're not just gonna okay. say we're gonna throw a pumpkin spice latte at someone <laughs> okay. and, and not mention our new friends North South Jujitsu dot com zone. North South Jiu Jitsu underwear. You know them. You've seen athletes getting their gi pants stripped at the IBJJF, and you've seen that North South logo and wondered, what's the comfortable, breathable fabric like? Well, it's easy. Go to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. You're going to see a plethora of sizes. Threw me off a little bit, Raph, that they do it like gi sizes. Yeah. Now, that, that makes a lot of sense, but it threw me off. That's all I'm saying. Now I was in. also a, a little weirded out that I'm an A4. Yeah. I had to say that out loud. Yeah. As a big bootied individual, I was cool with it. I was like, yeah, I get it. This is the same, same thing anyone would talk <laughs> yes. to Yes. Kevin, you as your sassy black woman inside was just like, that's right, bitch. And you throw your latte. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for that, Kevin. It's very helpful. It was allowing me to like calm down. You picked a good spot there. Thank you. To allow me to process. I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. A breathable. Give it a breathable moment like 
North South Jiu Jitsu underwear. <laughs> Raf, <laughs> back to the action. Back to the action. Let's take you back now. Meta Morris memes the shit out of just to ruin yeah. Raf's day. <laughs> just to ruin it. So Meta Morris doesn't even like do anything major. All of their announcements come from their Instagram page. I don't know what else to say, but I'm going to read you what this says. Because, Kevin, again, you did a good job. Uh, the photo that they put up is just something that says Metamorphs Challenge. It's their usual logo. It says Holly Gracie versus AJ Agazarm. Now, my first thought was, oh, man, they made that happen. Okay, cool. That would be great. And I said, it can never be that easy with Holly. Why, why am I a little suspicious about that? Because a no timelet submission only sounds pretty cool. Uh, but let's look at the facts on this photo. It looks like it's in a forest. Like, is the Blair Witch on the undercard? Where is this taking place? It says Denver, Colorado. And I have it on good authority that uh, Hollick now lives out in that jurisdiction. So my first thing was, Kevin, this is your neck of the woods. So you're responsible on this one. Yeah. But Kevin, he very nicely offered to do the following. He said... I will go to it and cover it if need be. Now, when I say if need be, it's because there's no other hints on this. It makes it seem like Holic is going to take a uh, take on AJ. But as you read the actual text, it's a challenge. And a challenge, my friends, is not quite the same. You may remember when Buchecha was supposed to take on Hodger at Metamore 7. Oops, they didn't ask them. They just did it. Or they just had like a very placeholder-ish like hey you want to take on Buchecha? yeah definitely like maybe a metamorphs wait what got it cool thanks man no problem putting it down <laughs> <laughs> so other things that strike to me on this it says no time limit submission only eleven twenty six seventeen. now kevin that's after thanksgiving which then started to make the wheels turn in my head which really grinds my gears by the way why is that, Kevin? Just right post-Thanksgiving seems downright dangerous. I'm just wondering. I'm like, are we going to – wait, is this on Black Friday? What day is this? Because if it's <laughs> Black Friday, I want to see what day. It would be 26. It would be November 26, a Sunday. Okay. So you get a couple days to lose the fat. <laughs> and you get the, the Black Friday sales. So, all right. How This is where it starts to break apart, though. I tell people this, and I mean it sincerely. You cannot proofread any kind of MMA or jiu-jitsu flyers, or you will go insane. Because it says on here, nowhere, two words, to run ellipsis. Now, <laughs> Kev, nowhere should be one word, okay? Yeah. So when people do that, I, you know, I'm like, eh, no big deal. I, it's a small mistake. We all been there. It's fine. But then I was like, wait, is this a hint? Is that like nowhere to run away from watching this? <laughs> Is it a hint to AJ? Nowhere to run outside the boundaries if you get caught in a heel hook? I'm just saying. It's a real Mortal Kombat type setting when you used yeah. to have to fight Scorpion. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> what he means. It really did look like the outside, the outdoors portions of Mortal Kombat, the movie. And if you haven't seen it, you're just, you're dead to us. But the, the movie, the 11... not the Metamorphs Instagram post. We'll forgive no. the Metamorphs Instagram post only because, you know, today was a Sunday. <laughs> but Kev, this reason. is where it raises the question for me. Why now? Why are we doing this now? Well, you also forgot the emojis. 
We're getting there. I'm not done yet. Two hands. I up. have to go in order, Kevin. Savoring this that butt cheek. Order. Oh, you're so, right. <laughs> Let us keep on task. Why Nowhere now? to run. <laughs> He's, you know, all the prospects have been driving him crazy, Raph. He said to move on. I don't know. I just want to point this out. If you want to figure out how the proper way to use the phrase nowhere to run, there is a very reliable Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that you can look at, and it actually tells you how to spell nowhere. I digress. That part's done. Back to the matter at hand. Why on 11-26-17, Kevin? Why now? Because Hollick has been basically radio silent this whole time. But then for some strange reason, he's been radio silent for what? The better part of a year now? Yeah, but apparently he just doesn't fucking believe in Thanksgiving, first of all. Why now is the part I and this is difficult for me because I honestly don't this is the one remaining question, right? Like I get why he challenges AJ. Well, AJ has been super vocal and now he's, as you pointed out earlier, an ADCC silver medalist. So the grass yes. looks a little greener on the Aga's arm. But the why now becomes one of those and why the Metamoris? Like why do you have to do this under Metamoris's tag, which is what drives me a little bit crazy after you pointed out just a second of logic in my, Oh, cool idea. <laughs> Say, well, okay. Seconds after that balloon bus, which it will. Why? What but here's why, why? Yes. You brought up the ADCC, which lets me to believe that maybe Hollick got mad that AJ was building some momentum. I mean, again, AJ didn't win ADCC, but still second place ain't bad. And I can tell you about 14 other people in that division who would have killed even to have taken just second. So, again, it does kind of suck in that realm of, well, why now? But then let's not forget, AJ is also competing at EBI. And I believe I saw his name as being one of the names floated around for Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, which is taking place next month. So, for the possibility to have two big, high-profile things with AJ, one of which is the ability to slap him, which I'm pretty sure if you opened up a line for people to slap AJ Aga's arm, you would be able to pay some of the athletes from Metamorris back with that money. But the the real issue here is, like, all right, is he trying to heat-check him? Is he trying to say, like, hey, I see that you've been uh, raised in your profile. How about now we have that match? And then I started thinking about a little bit bigger picture because, Kev, Pollock has approached paying back the Metamorous athletes with the same fervor that O.J. Simpson has gone after the real killers. <laughs> okay. Which is to approximately make a profit off their choice to murder his, to murder his ex-wife. If yeah. Pollock did it, it's, is 100%. <laughs> if I didn't pay possibly. them, dot, 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 <laughs> would be an unbelievable buy. I'd buy that biography. Maybe that's how you should pay Bully back. If I, I want to let them. you guys know that Kevin had no idea that joke was coming, but I just told him, I was like, ask me about my OJ and Holic joke later. I got, like, I got a cryptic right. Facebook message. It's like, well done. I'm obviously curious about that joke. Myself. I know a lot of people, when they hear that, have to go, I'm sorry. How do they relate? Don't worry. I got you. Fam. Give it time. That's the that's the comedy of it. Any so, two assholes could name OJ, but no, <laughs> hard to make the link here. Nice. That's I mean, off listen, to your rap. Hollick, to 
my better part of my knowledge has never killed anybody, but this forest in this picture does not look like it bodes well yeah. for that claim anymore. I, I agree. An innocent man didn't post this. That's for fucking now, sure. Now, when you see this, and it says streaming live via digital pay-per-view, which, okay, great. And it says all proceeds will go toward paying Metamorphs athletes, including AJ. So this is the part that's meant to sweeten the deal because a lot of people – I did see some. The majority of individuals – and maybe you aren't listening to this anymore. But the majority of individuals just seemed like they were just done. Like not to get technical, one person but... said, why? Why oh. you do this? <laughs> yeah, I like these. The crowd reactions. It's, I mean, that's an appropriate reaction. Why? But as you were saying, because I have something to go off of. This, oh, streaming on. live via digital. Well, yeah, streaming. No one would be like, streaming live on your set-top box isn't how people <laughs> say it. So streaming and digital. Didn't streaming that, live didn't that on that your portable radios words. and your yeah. Casio Walkmans. <laughs> yeah, you can tune into the 1987 <laughs> FM channel and you'll be able one to get One person, uh, it's Yeshua Flores, or maybe it's supposed to be Yashua Flores. It just wrote, gay. Somebody said, pay your athletes instead of making another rap video, which, amazing. Can you um, do both? I say, I say both. But here's where people, I think, are conflicted. You have two of the most disliked people in all of jiu-jitsu, and suddenly that's supposed to make a main event. And people are saying, people will watch it. Yeah, well, probably. One person said, I will 100% watch this match if AJ illegally streams it again, which, <laughs> funny joke. And somebody else was like, I'm not watching this garbage until it makes it on Facebook the next day. Thanks, though, guys. Now, granted, we're not fans of pirating, but we get you guys have been through enough on this bullshit. So I'm not. Listen, I don't want you guys to pirate this shit, but I also don't know how many people are really going out of their way. (laughs) Uh, but somebody summed this up very nicely. It says, I challenge you to a fight to raise money to pay you for the fights I already didn't pay you for. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And it said all proceeds go toward paying Metamorphs athletes. So you're just paying yourself? Fool me once, Hollick. Shame on me. Fool me twice. I'll just wait for the free stream off of someone's Facebook. <laughs> so eloquently put Alex Kim. So I guess what I'm saying to you guys is the, the community is a little like, yeah, I guess I'll see it if I have to because it's two people. And it, it screams to me like Hollick's run out of ideas. It's now he realizes as much as he hates AJ, he needs AJ for this thing to continue living and breathing. Now, I know I mentioned this earlier, but when I said we needed to pause and come back to the actual fundraising element of this, Kevin, do you know why this is so interesting to me? Why? Puerto Rico has had less fundraisers than Metamorris athletes. <laughs> it's it, bad timing. But thank you, Halleck, for what is a beautiful intro into we have Craig Jones tonight. We do. And we didn't have time to ask him if he was or was not going to participate in fake Metamorris in the forest. We didn't get there. Sorry. Preliminarily. Um, but we wouldn't have asked him about that anyway. I probably did. Met, I, I hope Metamorphs came up. <laughs> I had like a sneaking <laughs> suspicion. A joke was made about it. I don't know why. It's been in the air. It has. It was almost like he could sense it. It was like, ah, I got to run a Halloween prank. I just want to say this to you guys, which is the one time Kevin and I try to have our shit just a little bit together and pre recorded interview. Metamorphs decides to have funsies with us. And put up something so ridiculous that, yeah, maybe we wouldn't have asked Craig Jones, 
But like a little secret part of us might have been like, yo, dude, y'all feel. Have you been approached about fighting in a super fight that you may or may not get in paid? <laughs> the sole purpose of getting you paid. <laughs> and just to hear the wonderful laugh that he has, because here's what you guys got to know. Before we get to this interview with Craig Jones, please understand. I feel, and Kevin, you can back me up on this. I feel like he's somebody who hangs out at your academy who just happens to be one of the most disgustingly good people at jiu-jitsu. But he has the comfort and ease of when he's on this podcast and he's talking with us right now, you're going to hear the most laid-back assassin we've had on the show in some time. Yeah, easily Australia's best interviewer. Yes, and 100%. E- easily Australia's hottest commodity. I mean, we've been Funniest, super clear. Nicest, best-looking. Nobody else from Austria. Or Australia, sorry. Greatest abs from Australia. I mean, he he's the whole package. Yeah, the whole thing. And... This interview is a great chance to remind you who it's brought by. Mm. KO Sports Gear. Yay. Dot com. You got to go. It's gi season. Finally. It got cold in Colorado. It doesn't get cold in LA, but if it did, this is gi season. It's time to go where it's fun. It's affordable. It's head turning. KO Sports Gear.com. But you got to enter in the code verbal tap. Otherwise, we don't get the credit. So we can't just hear about how awesome your singlets are. We can just see your magic, the dragon gi, and think, God, I wish it wasn't injured and I could train in that. I'm speaking for myself, obviously. Uh, Raph gets trained 17 times a day, it seems. It's, it's once or twice, maybe. Wrestling, jujitsu, boxing. Hell, I know some crazies into motocross. KOSportsgear.com. Head to the site, verbal tap, get your discount code, training your badass dragon gi. Raph, any more to say? I just hope you guys enjoy it because here's the thing, guys. Wrestling season's coming up, so if you know of kids or you yourself are a wrestler, go get one of those singlets. If you are looking to get back into gi competition, and there's a number coming out here in Southern California, and Kev, I take umbrage with you saying it's not cold. I brought out a blanket the other day. He was inside the air conditioning, was stuck on everybody, but KOSportsGear.com. Come for the prices, stay for the clown gear. That's always been my motto. We're going to go talk to Craig Jones. Verbal tap fans. I'm in Denver. It's beautiful. It's like 70 in fall. I still have my marijuana pipe in the podcast studio to Raph's strong disagreements. And those are not the two best things about the podcast this evening. Raph Esparza, I don't know where you found him. I don't know if you just put the Australian bat light up. And we all know (laughs) who the Batman of Australian jiu-jitsu is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's craig jones on the line this evening craig how are you doing sir yeah excellent thanks for having me guys you are you had a run that shouldn't be like uh the people you fought have you looked at the bracket and just sort of been like fuck yeah for sure i mean i looked at that uh, i thought the ada was maybe the toughest division there's ever been yep that was scary tough but coming from Australia, I was like a 50-to-1 underdog. I thought, I have nothing to lose. 
go in there and try take out some of these famous guys. I have gotten a bookie to give me 50 to 1, Raph. I, I like those odds. I don't, I don't I do hate too. that. Odd. I also want to know, were you looking up your own odds? Like, did you look up? Because I heard there was gambling happening. What? And I don't know. Yes. I heard oh, there were yeah. odds. People tagged me in it. They were like, look at, you, look at your odds. They're like, should we bet on you? And I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First, you see low is your, uh, your on deck, your first up. How, how does that feel? Are you just like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to drink a little bit more. What's your thought process? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Leandro, Lowe, that was um, a very tough, very tough first round matchup. But I mean, just about everyone in that bracket would have been tough. If anything, like. Just Lowe about being... everyone, you're obviously inferring to Kit Dale being on the other side, not being very tough. That's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, bold. Well, I, mean, I like it. But. <laughs> usually they make teammates fight first round. So I was really hoping I had Kit first round, but. They separated us. <laughs> <laughs> Even across brackets. Can I, been... I, okay, we're going to get into ADCC, but I have to ask this because Australia seems bigger to me. But do like Australian grapplers all know each other? Because in my head, I'm like, you're two different people, obviously. But then all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, of course they're friends. Hmm. Interesting, Kit Dale. I see what you're up to. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone in Australia knows Kit. <laughs> quite a quite a famous guy, but I mean the jiu-jitsu scene in Australia is pretty big, but uh, we don't have too many guys really doing well internationally. So it's like the few guys that have done well, everyone knows, but for the most part, not. So can I ask how you met Kit? How did I meet Kit? Um, I visited his gym years ago as a purple belt because he used to run he used to run a gym in South Yarra, which is pretty much um, all competition guys. But then uh, he injured his knee, sort of sold the gym. He was trying to uh, move into acting. I think he still is moving into acting. And then Jury's uh, still out on how his acting goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. He's got a movie coming out soon with Tom Green. So that should be pretty fun. Yeah. No, I, I always love – here's what I will say. We, we joke a lot with Kit. But Kit is one of the most down-to-earth, real people who always finds time to come and talk to me and catch up and, like, just so nice – and sometimes I wonder why, because he's elevated to bigger than jiu-jitsu status in terms of like he puts out memes and has a following that extends beyond jiu-jitsu, which is I always think great because it gets other normal people to look at the crazy shit that we all do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's very, very famous. I see. I mean, I see people even in Australia that are on into jiu-jitsu sharing his stuff. Confusing to me. Rare, how he's done it. A rare intersection of the online gay community. <laughs> uh, people, <laughs> people that still live mostly in and around uh, trailer-based communities and jiu-jitsu nerds. I love it. It's a good three-way. He, he puts enough shirtless photos up to get some interesting fans on there. <laughs> well, you know, okay, so you bring that up, and we have a theory here on the show, which is, is there a statistical advantage on going shirtless without the rash guard when you are competing at ADCC? Because it just feels like that's where everybody's like, nope, no shirt. I do not want you to have any grips on me. I mean, that's it, too. Like, I think uh, if you're fighting against someone that maybe you think's better than you, I think uh, if you get really sweaty before and come out there, it's going to be to your advantage. But also, like, for a guy like Kitty, you probably thinking of the photographers. Same with Grinder account. Uh, okay, then why are you wearing the tights, Craig Jones? 
this, this is actually a funny story, right? <laughs> so when I competed in I competed in Kazakhstan for the trials, and the guys that hosted the tournament, they run a team out there, Kazakhstan top team, and these guys are awesome guys. Like after the trials and stuff, they threw us a crazy after party. What? And when when I was drunk, I told them I was going to wear Kazakhstan top team for the ADCC. And when I got to ADCC, those guys had flown there, and they had a uniform for me. What? But, yeah, but because I've, I've got sponsors back in Australia, I wore the shorts, but I was like, man, I owe it to these guys. I'll, I'll tear the tights on. <laughs> <laughs> you, while drunk at an after party, agreed wow. to wear Kazakhstan top team, which, by the wow. way, is a terrifying phrase, Kazakhstan top team. <laughs> Um, yeah. that's I think why... the moral of the story, though, Kev, is you too, Verbal Tap listeners, can sponsor Craig Jones. All you have to do is find him at a party and get him to agree to nonsense. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, it okay. sounds like it was a bitchin' party. It does yeah, sound should. like you have to add bitchin'. <laughs> oh, they threw, they threw some crazy parties. We partied for like two days over there. Awesome. The, we were partying, and we didn't realize the time, but we had to be at the airport in three hours. And when we told the guys we had to fly out, he just looked at me and changed. He like called up the airline. He's like, "What airline are you with?" And he's like, "You guys fly out tomorrow now. Keep partying." Oh my god! Holy shit! What kind of weird like fantasy world are you living in, where you can call the airlines and be like, "No, no, 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 my man here. He's in the middle of a deep beer pong game. He goes nowhere." <laughs> Am I? Yeah, surprised me. I mean, he was speaking in Russian, so I was like, "I assume he's changing, changing my flight. He's not just pretending to." <laughs> <laughs> if what I'm hearing is correct, this is our chance through Craig, potentially his Kazakhstan top team friends, might be listening, <laughs> Raf. We're prepared to try and appeal to the Kazakhstan market. <laughs> we will party harder than Craig Jones partied. I will put that on record right now. Craig Jones, how, how crazy do you party? Let's see. I'll be back there December 9th for a super fight. You guys should meet me then. Yeah. <laughs> a day before my 32nd birthday, and I've never wanted to make it to the age of Jesus. I've always said that. This is how I go. I can see it now. It's uh, a good way to go. It's four weeks after I, I get back. You know, <laughs> and, Kevin, now that I'm thinking about this, I think we've been undervaluing the jiu-jitsu after-party market. Because all the MMA fighters are like, join me at my official after-party at Lavera. But I like the fact that Craig Jones is like joining me at my after party in Kazakhstan. At a, as a, at a crazy jiu-jitsu fighter in Kazakhstan's house. Don't worry. He knows the guys at the airport. It sounds like all the places Stefan has ever described in every sketch. So, okay. So, Craig, obviously, uh, again, I want to return to Lowe. But let's let's get back to, the, I think, where it all begins. So, at what point do you ever envision competing at ADCC? Like, where does that thought process happen for you? Um, well, well, what was it? It was 20, I think it was 2014. I heard that the ADCC trials were in South Korea. So I was like, uh, I was actually in San Diego at the time. And I was training, I was doing like a three-week training camp at Atos. Because it was like, I got time off work. I was like, I'll train with one of the best teams in the world. And then I found out the trial were a couple days after I was meant to get back to Australia, but they were in South Korea. Mm. So I called, I called up my parents and sold my car in my hometown oh. of Adelaide to afford the ticket to South Korea to do the trials. But I didn't even really prepare for it. I was training in the Gi because all the Atos guys were in the Gi at the time. Mm. And I went to South Korea. 
I beat a couple of tough guys. I, it surprised me that I won it, to be honest. And then I did the ADCC in 2015. I, I fought um, Homolo Bahal first round, which I was terrified of because I was a purple belt. I was 80 kilos in the 88 kilo division, hmm. and Homolo was the champion from the previous tournament. So, like, I was a bit starstruck and got my ass kicked. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's where it all began in terms of ADCC. And then I really put a lot of effort into the, the next the next trials, which were in Kazakhstan. And then, obviously, the next worlds were in Finland. Yeah, and I, I'm just so fascinated because there is such a jump, especially if you're a purple belt, where you just go one day, oh, yeah, I want to do that ADCC thing. That sounds like fun. Like, some people think, oh, you know what, I'll do, like, grappling industries. I'll do this IBJJF in Australia. But to go to the top echelon of competition, uh, there also comes a lot of sacrifices. So, like, what was that process like once you did qualify for it? Uh, For the most recent event? Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about your first one. So now let's talk about this one, because now you've already been there. You've tasted it. What happened this time to regroup and get ready for this one? Um, well, I think I just had more opportunities to fight sort of those those famous guys. I think, at least for me, I believe so for a lot of people. Like when you first start fighting those guys, you sort of you sort of are very hesitant. You sort of think of um, I think they're not human in a way, right? So like mm-hmm. um, after EBI and stuff, like uh, Nathan Orchard, Dara Wagner, I was hanging in there with those guys. So like it gave me a lot of confidence for the ADCC. But for prep, um, I really focused on the rules. So like I qualified 12 months ago. So for the last 12 months, I've really been focusing on that rule set, trying to work a lot of wrestling, just no gi specific stuff. I've pretty much taken the gi off for the last year because in my mind, it's like ADCC. Like you may never get another chance to compete in that tournament again. So you might as well be as best prepared as possible rather than spread myself thin and keep training in the gi a lot. Well, I may never get the opportunity, but I feel like your highlight finishes should at least put you on that Bachelor Rose list. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so, they give me the invitation. Hopefully uh, we can we can work that out. Um, okay, so that happens. Obviously, you did that. You did bypass this little thing for EBI. Now, Kev, maybe you watched it on television. I was there. Now I saw you talking around, and I was hoping to kind of get an interview with you, but you were far too important, so it, I couldn't necessarily snag you down for an interview. But even then, you had a phenomenal day at, uh, I think it was EBI 11, and you are bypassed the fact that you, you, you were already surprising people then because Nathan Orchard was a heavy favorite in that, and then you also had him, and you had a great match with him, and you ended up catching him. And I know he's not an easy person to catch. Can you tell us a little bit about that process as well, sir? Yeah, well, was, um, with the EBI 11, they did a lot of rematches, so... Mm-hmm. Me and Nathan Orchard had fought in Florida in the Sapatero event about 12 months before that. Like, I signed up to do the Sapatero. It was the weekend after Gi Wells, so I pretty much prepared only in the Gi. But I was like, oh, I'm in America. I want to go to Florida. And it's like, Nathan Orchard's got some big names. So I jumped in. And we had um, actually landed a flying triangle on him. But I couldn't finish. I had him in a triangle for seven minutes. And I was so gassed out trying to finish that guy that, like... Uh, by the time he escaped, I was done. He put me in a heel hook, tapped me straight away. So, like, having had that match, I knew we were going to have a close one at EBI 11. So, I was, like, I was pretty excited for that. And I think it was, like, maybe three or four minutes, and I caught him in an inside heel hook, which um, surprised me because he's very tough to tap. He's a very resilient yeah. guy. Especially at leg locks. Yeah. 
Very good at leg locks. Probably tougher in, in the entire genre. Though what Raph's alluding to through his uh, mild journalistic talents, occasionally they, they hint at something professional. That's the jumping off point for me. Do you consider that your moment or when you tap low as like the, oh, I've got like Danaher Death Squad, like jujitsu press right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, tapping low was unreal because, I mean, that guy is a living legend. But at the same time, for the guys in the Noki community, um, Nathan Orchard's right up there. He's for everyone. And I mean, Kev, I can't describe this. There's a very pro uh, 10th Planet audience when you go to an EBI. But the entire Florentine Gardens just kind of went a little silent for a second. It's not like they don't like Craig Jones. They just understand. I mean, I don't know your business. I don't know how many people you were pissed off or not. But I just assume they were just in shock that that happened to Nate. And Nate had that look where you know you get caught and you're just like, fuck. So <laughs> Nate's a friend of our show. Are you guys now one in one is where we're alluding to? Yes, we are one in one. Mm, let's see if we can... <laughs> make a rematch sponsored by verbal tab happy to do what needs to be done (laughs) this is my chance to lay down mats and have a weed match too if there ever was one oh hell yes (laughs) round three at elevation (laughs) will be what it's called (laughs) (laughs) so okay so ebi was great you get that momentum Uh, is it crazy to be qualified for something a year in advance because the trials that we have out here, we're the last trials out on the best coast. So out here in Anaheim, we had the very last trials, and that was back in April. So those people are only prepping for, what, five months, honestly, before this shit comes up. You're prepping for an entire year. So I know you said you got rid of the gi, and I know you said you're drilling more wrestling, but like, what else changes? Do you tell people, like, I'm not doing this, I can't go, sorry, month out? ADCC. Uh, birthday parties? Wish I could. ADCC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to cut out any sort of partying a good three months out. But, um, yeah, I mean, me and – because my coach, my coach Lachlan Giles qualified as well. He qualified in 77. So we really had each other to just train super hard for the last 12 months. Luckily, we both dodged any injuries throughout the camp and stuff. Which so is was... great. And I do love the fact that, you know, when you have a partner in this, that's amazing – uh, and Lachlan is a super good jujitsu person and I know the benefits that come with it, but are there also negatives where like, he's looking at you being like, are you really going to eat that? <laughs> oh man, my diet's terrible. Honestly. Didn't look that way. If I'm being honest. <laughs> That's the, the burger and beers diet. That's uh, I'm on the same diet as Leandro Lowe. <laughs> oh my God. We need to chat because you're slowly turning from like a, like a hero to like, a legend to me just in the way <laughs> what, that you're where, describing what your is food. with your abs like how, what's going on then I yeah, don't how does that, that happen i don't i eat plenty of hamburgers and abs don't happen like that <laughs> i guess it's genetics right oh well it's that can it's the kangaroo man it's fucking australia it's fucking australia <laughs> if i didn't see the pictures of fat kit dale i would assume you are all absolutely always rocking <laughs> the abs it's like 84 between the two of you so I also want to talk about your second opponent, who's insanely tough, and in some yeah. ways as n- tough as Leandro Lowe, Nogi, certainly maybe tougher. You've you've got Mario next. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you I saw he, did you know him James, well at all? Or 
Oh, yeah, I studied him. Even I mean, even before I even qualified for the first ADC, yeah, I did. I used to watch him back in, I think he did a few back in the day, but he had some crazy fights. He had, like, really close fight with Gavao, really close fight with um, Kron Gracie, Shanji. So I knew, like, he's, me, he's one of the best, best Nogi guys in the world. He's won the Openweight title for the IBJJF Nogi. So I was pretty, I mean, I was nervous going into that one, but I thought I'd just take it to him before the points came in. I watched that match, by the way. I watched him win. Uh, he pretty much uh, leg attacked everyone in the finals of that Nogi Open. Anyway, go on. No, well, hold on, hold on. I, I have to ask this as well because it's really important to us. Like, it flies by on television for us. And that's really weird because it lasts forever. But when it's happening all at once, they have all those matches going. Is it hard to scout while you're doing it and watch? Because it's all yeah. happening so quickly. Yeah, definitely. Because they pretty much put you on at the same time. So, like, mm. like um, <clears throat> I was on at the same time as uh, Murillo, pretty much. If you watch the tape, we're on the same match together. I think I caught the end of his match after my match mm. with Lowe. But, um, yeah, very hard to scout. I don't know if they do it that way deliberately, but, yeah, it's hard to mm. study your opponents. Mm. Okay. All right. And and how does it feel in between the wait times? Because they do all of the first round and then they make you wait for everybody. And some weight categories, that means you're going to be there a while because <laughs> Lots of um, I don't, you know, I don't want to say which weight classes, Kevin, but I think we know which ones they are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm just... They I'm not, rhyme okay. with 99 thrust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when that happens, you know, what's going on in between those those times? So because obviously you have a little bit of time, you know it's going to be at least to the semis on day one. And your day one couldn't have gone better. You get low, you beat them, you got some downtime, and then you go to your second match. But what's happening in that downtime between them? Um, I came out and... Lucky, my coach competed straight not long after me. So, I, like, I uh, I come I came backstage, tried to like stop celebrating that first win, start warming <laughs> up with Lucky, come out and coach him. <laughs> what a great thing to be like! Hey, self, you just submitted Leandro Lowe. Shut up! It's not that big of a deal. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. Uh, as soon as Lucky Lucky had a long match, so that ate up a. A fair bit of time. He went to like overtime with JT, but then I came back, tried to chill out a bit and then warm up when I thought it was going to be my time again. But I mean, like I tried to not check my phone and stuff because that was blowing up after the low match. So you don't want to get distracted with that stuff. Important note to ask. What was the craziest note you got in response to this? It was because a nudie from me. I actually got his number <laughs> off Reddit and was like, I got to send him something to stand out. And it just said, congrats across my torso. I appreciate him not bringing it up, though. What's the joke? Oh, that's good, Kev. <laughs> I didn't even know. Hey, like it was, it was a lot of messages. A lot of, a lot of people I've never met before messaging me. Seems mm-hmm. like um, a lot of Americans and Australians and like uh, people from Europe, I guess, like supporting someone beating a Brazilian because they dominate the sport. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care who it was. Are you American? Close enough. Australian. Finally. Sure. Wait, what? Ah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so okay that happens then you go to your second match flying triangle okay so heel hook was a little interesting and that was at ebi then low super surprising again 
Now we're going for a flying triangle. Now you're just being a dick because <laughs> you're hitting all these things that make people just lose their shit. Why? Like, what was going through your mind? Did you think you were going to hit that flying triangle? Uh, oh, man, I don't even know. Like, there's in all my training and competition, like I hit a flying triangle in Orchard in our first match. But I mean, I never practice it in the gym or anything. But I do shoot a lot of triangles, so I think it's just something that happened at the moment. I wish I could tell you I had been planning to do that or had been drilling it, but it just came about. I mean, it's good sensory. And, and again, as you allude to, unless you're Edwin uh, Najmi, it's not like you're drilling that every single day. Like, the amount of people I see trying to do flying triangles, you just kind of swat it away and you're like, no. But when <laughs> it happens, it's pretty forceful and it's really hard to get out of. So you hit the flying triangle... Then you're done for the day. What happens there? Um, what did I do? I pretty much just went back to the hotel and just ate a lot of food at the buffet. Again, like uh, trying to reply to messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if For the next ADCC, I probably won't even check my phone um, in between days, if I make it to the second day, because it's like that ate up a lot of time. But at the buffet, yeah. you have a little smile on your face, right? Like, or maybe a huge smile on your face. It's just <laughs> like, hey, two for two. It's uh, and I like the idea of going completely. You're obviously staying humble. You're like, oh, these guys are both legends. It's giant in the sport. I just like the idea of you like posting a meme of you chipping away at the uh, Mount Rushmore of jujitsu with it just plastered <laughs> across, just like. <laughs> There's a so, new Australian in town, bitches, I think. Kev, <laughs> you're overlooking something important here, which is the fact that he went to a buffet in between the days. So, again, <laughs> if you talk about this whole, <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how these abs happened. I don't know what happened. I just, I just eat these hamburgers and, oh, magic happens. And then for extra bonus points, which I understand you need to replenish yourself in a buffet seems like it has the most options, but I'm going to ask this question. Answer honestly, you're under oath. Are you eating like a fat kid at this buffet or what's happening with your eating habits? Because I don't feel they're going to be strong. I can't can't even remember the buffet. It was at the hotel everyone stayed at. So like part of my strategy was like, if my opponents see me really enjoying that buffet, it's going to hurt them in between days. (laughs) Kev, the mind games don't end. They happen <laughs> even when you go to eat. <laughs> Shunji sits down, throws down a rib, just like eats it aggressively, goes off. Just I like, just walk straight to the dessert bar. <laughs> <laughs> One up that. <laughs> and I just want to make it very clear. If I had gone no rash guard without, you know, with making weight and making my uh, targeted weight, I'm pretty sure after the buffet, the second day would be like, I think I need to wear a rash guard. Just, yeah. just saying, guys. Hey, top team guys, well. throw me an XL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Kev. Now, obviously, this happens for us on our side. Then the next day, I have to get Kevin to ask this question because it's more toward his affiliation. So, what happens the next day, Kevin? Well, he has to fight Keenan first. And I'm still bummed you two didn't arrive with Zoolander music and like a spotlight and a photographer. Yeah. It's just like, let's get a walk off. They're young. They're stylish. <laughs> mm-hmm. These two are so hot right now. Let's let's make this happen. And uh, they didn't. Kev- they just fought like two first rate bitches. <laughs> <laughs> there were just some basic bitches just going at basic. each other. Kev. 
you're alluding to stuff, but there's a real question in here, which is you spent that three weeks out at Atos. So you and Keenan are familiar with each other in this realm, right? Who's that me? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, we... Yo, I really want to know more about Kevin's game, please. 252 <laughs> episodes later. <laughs> oh, I, well, I trained, I've trained with Keenan in a few times. I mean, I've trained at Atos a few times, but um, yeah, well, only a couple months out from ADCC, we're both in Singapore. He had a super fine, some seminars, and I had a, a tournament out there. So we actually trained together a bunch. I think someone even put the us um, rolling online. So like, we we were hanging out. We stayed in the same hotel and stuff. So he's pretty pretty friendly with each other. I mean, this is something that I'm not a fan of. Keenan tends to be very friendly to his potential opponents, and I'm not for it. <laughs> I've tried to tell him in confidence and in private, and be like, Keenan, you need to talk shit. Like we need to. You're never gonna have a McGregor Mayweather world tour if you keep telling people to be nice and stop being douchebags. So. If you could help us on that as well and just start talking shit about Keenan. Like, can we start an unsubstantiated Keenan rumor right here? Well, I mean, I, I think the worm god ain't shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got my headline. Keep going. Yeah, Z, the Z-guard versus the worm guard. Ooh. Round two. <laughs> I can't talk too much shit. He beat me. Uh, <laughs> well, details. Uh, technically. I mean, Technically. Hey, what do guys say? They're like, I, if I didn't get submitted, I didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my life, Craig. Uh, I just, I just do this in my head. What if next time, you know, we get you guys to talk so much shit? Because if you look at the rules for ADCC, Kev, just in the same way, they can wear without rash guard. They can also wear geese if they so choose. What? Are yeah. you shitting me? That's yeah, we're a lot of wear. What? Okay, hold on. Gentlemen's agreements. Never? We don't have any? <laughs> I'm just saying. There was... Okay, can I tell a story? This is really bad. But there was Shanji doesn't, like, try and throw a hundred bucks at Rustum? <laughs> like, hey, let's throw some cloth on here. No, but for real, Rustum... Every time Rustum... I mean, here's the thing. Craig, you have the ability to wear no rash guard. I feel... Like the rest of the individuals should be mandated to votes because Rustum. Rustum is basically a carpet on his chest and his back. He's so a we we talk a lot about ADCC style, which is no rash guard. But I I am intrigued because there was one guy who went to uh, the ADCC trials out here in Anaheim, and he was wearing a gi. And I thought to myself, okay, he's making a big like thing of it. He's wearing this gi. And I was almost going to be interested to interview him about it. But then he did this, Kev. He took off the gi top when he went to go compete and then went no rash guard. And I said, whoa, not cool, buddy. Hold on. Here I was as a gi guy as well. Being like, just pick one, dude. (laughs) So I think if you and Keenan make the agreement next time you have an ADCC match again, because you probably will. Um, you know, just uh, see what happens if you guys both wear just gi tops. Let's see what happens. <laughs> just gi tops. Just gi tops. That's it. We look like Sambo fighters. Uh, hey, listen, I'm hoping that's what it looks like. And more importantly, it still allows you to keep your Kazakhstan tights so that you can represent. So, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm just saying the friction might be a little bit different with the worm guard, but that's neither here nor there. So you have a great match with Keenan. Uh, what was your takeaway from that match, sir? Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I was a bit uh, overconfident after day one, but uh, he's just a, a seasoned seasoned competitor. I think he was uh, ready for what I was going to throw at him. I mean, if I could do the match again, I probably I probably wouldn't pull guard. I'd probably try and wrestle with him because hmm. he's, he's uh, like I, I was shooting leg locks and he was taking the back out of it. And mm-hmm. I don't, in retrospect, I don't think he's going to tap too many leg locks. No, as we've seen, it took about an hour and a half for <laughs> yeah. that leg lock to really happen with him. So I don't, I don't think that's how much time you have in ADCC at the moment, though it does feel like it sometimes. Kev, they might suspend the rules. They might be like it's Keenan and Craig. Let them, let them have at it for I don't know thirty or forty more. Give Gordon some more time too. He's fighting Shanji. We got time. Now, Kev, I need you to ask the next question. This is what I was building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He, he fought bronze medalist, and I must admit, uh, just through, you know, I don't want Craig to feel like he's cornered because mm-hmm. he attacked my lineage and my family. Sure. <laughs> I want him to understand. I train under Matthew Jubero, who's a black belt, under Shanji Hibero, the Hibero brothers, Shanji and Solo. Obviously, you fought Shanji, who was also coming off one hell of a first day, except instead of um, while you were submitting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu legends, he was submitting wrestlers through really crafty guard work. It's like through standard basic Jiu-Jitsu. That was awesome. You're leading into that match. Have you two fought before? You've you've obviously fought on different sides of the bracket. Have you fought him before? Uh, no, never fought Shanji. That was uh, that was super impressive what he did on day one. I mean, I think. A lot of us in the division were glad he took care of those wrestlers. Yeah. Especially especially me coming from Australia. Oh shit. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I do feel like he earned jujitsu points from every BJJ person in the bracket. It was like, oh thank God. Thanks, Shanji. Those <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> Damn it. We needed some old school stuff to take care of those wrestlers. <laughs> I mean the the arm bars just look so pretty. That's what oh, was, was crazy. That great one on Rooster was mm-hmm. insane. It, I'm it, glad it, I didn't end up in that guard. <laughs> you're telling me, dude. So, okay, so you're you're having this match with Shanji. Uh, did it go the way you thought it would go? Because again, when you say like he's so good at hitting the fundamentals and imposing that, and a lot of people like, who the hell's gonna ever be afraid of armbar from guard? But with Shanji, I'm very afraid of that. Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, the match. It, what surprised me with Shanji was was pretty inactive from top. I don't know if he was waiting for points, but um, it was quite a slow match. At the start, he tried to do the Davi Ramos armbar on me, but then the pace slowed down. Mm. It was like, um, there was a weird thing that happened. Like I, I don't know if, I think I entered a leg lock, he pulled out and I stood up with a body lock and we ran out of bounds. And then the rest, cause it was after points. So like it was, a, I can't, neither of us can pull guard now. We have to wrestle. And when the ref, the ref did this, this weird restart where he's like, you can't connect your hands around Shanji. I was, I don't know. It was confused. It was hard to recreate, but uh, then we had to wrestle and Shanji's uh, uh, pretty good at takedowns. So well, I, I thought it was also <clears throat> very uh, confusing when the ref was like, you can't look at Shanji either. Also, <laughs> no, I can't take him down. You have to stop in the middle of it. And also it'd be really nice if you could pull guard too. I think that you're required to pull guard. Here is the tattoo after match clause, if you could initial here. And you talk us through, as uh, you end here, well, you're... Yeah, there's, there's something important, I think. You and I talked off air about this, and I think it's important to bring to his attention. Yes. Okay. 
Um, did I know you got a lot of messages, but did you happen to see some of the press written about you, Craig? Oh God! This, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw. I saw a fair bit of that. Okay. Now, granted, there was a lot that's like, who's this Craig Jones guy? Craig Jones is a spoiler. Am I right? Talk of the town. That's got to feel great, right? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay. Now, is this really one of your first mega exposures like this? Have you ever had this before? Uh, I mean, in a small way after EBI, but nothing like this. Sure, 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 sure. The reason why I, I want to build it up like this is because you do know when the press brings you up, they also have a funny way of like shitting on you at the exact same time. And it's sometimes them, it's sometimes fate. But I want to read you the article that was written from fightnewsaustralia.com. Did you see this article? I don't think I've seen this. Okay. Prepare yourself for this one. Again, Kev, we cannot impress upon our guest enough. Amazing talk of the town. We fights, were in love. Fights Low, fights Mario, fights Keenan, fights fucking Shanji. That's what he did. Steals the show. We have the show stopper. We have literally the grappling equivalent of Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania, Mr. ADCC on our podcast right now. And now that I've built you up, it's important. Let's find out about fight sports. <laughs> that you remember what fightnewsaustraliasaid.com. Fightnewsaustralia.com's headline reads... Craig Jones misses out on bronze medal at ADCC 2017, which, if you ask me, is about the most womp womp article the meanest I've ever possible way. Read. What you. is your response to that, sir? Uh, see, the Australians, they hate me. <laughs> but I'm confused because it's a .com. So, like, normally that's supposed to be an American thing. Like, don't you have, like, .au or something? That, yeah, we usually have .au. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I have to find out who wrote this article. I mean, I'll tell you <laughs> right now. Uh, it's by FNA underscore Chris. So I'll find out a little bit more about him on in a second. But uh, it's a very short article, just to let you know. Uh, it says, after yesterday's spectacular performance, Australian grappler Craig Jones was unable to get past the semifinal page, stage of ADCC 2017 World Championships today. Factually true. That, that's brutal. That also <laughs> makes it sound like that's where you started. Uh, but it, it's, like, I mean, and there it's, were only four people? And it was like, hey, you know, <laughs> got bounced. <laughs> you know, it was so funny. He's the guy who shows up, like, who just didn't medal, but there were four people who shows up at that small tournament. You know, a little thing called ADCC. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's funny to me because I read that headline and I just thought, like, man, there's so many good articles. And I go, I don't think I can read a bad art. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's a that's an awkward way of saying the truth, but it is true. You did miss out on the medal, but I think you were the talk of the town to the point where everybody celebrated your win. So I was excited to see that happen for you. And then Kev, this is where we need to ask questions because we're super confused as to how the ADCC absolute happens. Yeah. Can you describe that for us? And because specifically, does someone come over and tell you, ask mm -hmm. you, did they draw names out of a hat? Was there a dartboard? What was the process? <laughs> well, what was it? I mean, they made it, they made an announcement to just about, everyone competing on day two that made it to the semis in the warm-up area that were like telling people as they were doing the brackets they're like why are you down there like you can sign up 
you can sign up for the absolute uh, by the mats, like uh, I think with the flow grappling guys. So they were like, everyone sign up and we'll pick who we want to pick. And they're like, but you can only have one person from each team. And I, I was pretty gassed. Yeah. I was pretty gassed after my team matches. So I was like, I ain't doing absolute. So I, I rushed back to the hotel to eat the buffet again. Oh, you can fuck off again. (laughs) Like, first of all, he's like, I'm winded. I, I am risking not giving you guys this beautiful heel hook on shale (laughs) because I want to go stuff my fat face. Okay, go on. And then, so I've, I showered, I rushed back because I, I did want to see the matches, how everything turned out. <clears throat> and when we get back, me and my coach just went to the bar to have a, to start drinking. And I was, I was having a beer and there was this guy next to me with this thick Jersey accent telling some outrageous stories. And it was uh, Gordon Ryan's dad. Oh, yeah. He's a legend, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy was uh, pursuing, pursuing all the women at that bar. No matter what their age was, it was amazing. So I was just hanging out with him. I finished my beer, and as I was walking walking back to the stands, uh, Mo Mo Jusim is one of the organizers. He came, he came at me, and he's like, "Are you doing the open weight?" And I'm like, uh, "Nah, man, I'm pretty tired, and I've already had a beer." And he's like, "He's like, you should do it." And then Lucky was trying to tell me to do it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, who who am I gonna get? I don't want to, I don't want to get changed and go fight Bushesha." And he's like. <laughs> You you have Chael son in first round, and I was like, all right, sign me up. Hold on, time out. Okay. <laughs> oh God. This okay. Is where the question as shady as we thought it could be, Raph. Yeah. Suspicions <laughs> confirmed. Okay, hold on. Okay, there's still so much to decipher here. I need to stop. <laughs> so you've had a beer at this point, which is Australian water, so that's fine. Yeah, you're you're just like barely normal. You're three away was, from status quo. Yeah, you're you're not even at Kazakhstan level of after party. Which, by the way, December 9th, get ready, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. There's you. a hot fire party coming to Kazakhstan. You know, <laughs> you know. So okay, so that happens. You're you're set there. You're excited, and then the ADCC absolute weight, which is still a mystery to all of us, happens. We had been told that it was going to be two people per academy. Now. Yeah. This is where it's confusing us because we had seen through the uh, very unsavvy social media from one Tom DeBlas, Gordon Ryan and Gary Tone in trifecta where they just happened to like reveal like their whole thing of like Gordon asking Tom if it's cool. Gary saying like he's going to give his spot to Ali Taza and then they're not in it. There's not two people in there. But Shale has a super fight, which I'll just say it. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> Shale went from that super fight. And again, you're going to be fighting in his promotion in a week. <laughs> and you're fighting him. And I wondered to myself, I didn't even know that was possible. You could come from a super fight into the absolute. So we're confused. That was news. That was news to all fuck. of us. The rules don't apply for the American gangster. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what we figured. They were like, ah, fuck it. It's jail. He's well, in. Here's the thing, Kevin. I got in there, the man with the largest arms and the charm. And I went in there and I rhymed until I couldn't find my way into the ADCC absolute bracket. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened. So the rules don't apply to the American gangster. Like, Chael, did you fight Craig Jones? Like, who? 
I don't remember. <laughs> What's important is that I'm Chael but, Sonnen. But let's really discuss why that's a little confusing to us because we've never seen it before in that way. So I'm not saying it's not, you know, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Gary gives his slot to Ollie Taza and then Ollie's not in it. Chael's in the middle of entering it. So it's a little displeasing to us, the home viewers, who are now then looking up and seeing like, oh, is Ollie going to be in it? Is Gary going to be in it? What's Tom DeBlass's deal? Oh, shit. None of them are there. Chael Sonnen, who questionably won a super fight, is now in the middle of this. So and he's fighting. Wait for it. ADCC's young home run hitter, Craig Jones. <laughs> and well, well, Kev, not just anything. I'm sorry. You have to use the right headline. Uh, ADCC gold medalist, not Craig Jones. According <laughs> to Australia. Uh, 99 kilogram loser, Craig Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you fight chael knowing you're gonna fight chael i want to tell you how it looked from our perspective i was like oh hungry craig jones lands a diamond in the rough which you obviously noticed that you landed when they said you're gonna fight chael and you're like fuck yeah i'm in you had a pretty good idea how that was gonna go um it went how you expected i presume you submitted him pretty quickly yeah, well, I mean, I thought it was going to be tough because he's he's huge. He said he was walking around at like 217 pounds, and I knew from his match. I think he went 15 minutes with Galvao back at Metamoris. So he I was went like, two and a half minutes, I think. But sure, maybe there was a few minutes before Galvao got crazy. <laughs> so I, I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know how it's going to go, but I was like, uh, I couldn't live with myself. I turned down a match with uh, Chael Sonnen. Great. Okay. Okay, yeah, we're we need to still decipher that a little bit more. Well, it lands you a less than savory matchup well, to your here, credit. So it wasn't like you were like, ah, okay, <laughs> well, on. I'm out. Fought my Chael Super mini fight, and I'm I'm out now. Yeah, Kevin's jumping. Kevin's jumping over something that I wanted to bring up, which is I saw on my view, and granted, it was super early in the morning here in the states. So I was doing a full-on ADCC telecast fight companion. So I had been up for a number of hours without being able to see things correctly. But you tell me what happened. Because to my vantage, people were saying that you got him to verbally tap, which is great SEO for us. But when I looked at the footage, it looked like he was thanking you for not breaking his leg. I thought he (laughs) said the words, thank you. What did he actually say <clears throat> yeah he said uh, he said thank you for not breaking my leg yeah um, uh-huh. um, he, he thanked me afterwards well he was worried about the rule set because when they were at the rules meeting they were like the verbal taps a gray area they're like you have to tap them multiple times so i think he was quite worried that if someone got something they were going to break it interesting fair so are fair place to I... be worried about it <laughs> yeah you are confirming that I do have good sensory. Like, I swear in, like, some slow motion, I, I like, lip-read him, and I said, oh, he said thank you. And people were like, you made that up, Raph. And I'm like, <laughs> you motherfuckers. I saw what I saw. It was a polite <laughs> verbal tap, but it still counts. You caught it. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm glad I could get to the source of this. <laughs> Interview over. That was all I needed. Uh, uh, a few no. more questions, Raph. we got to take so, a few, so, few more questions. 
few more questions. So, Craig, that happens. He, do you feel any danger in losing your spot at Submission Underground after you've tapped out the owner of it? Um, no, because like uh, me and Chael were actually hanging out on the Saturday morning, so we fought mm. on the Sunday. And like, to be honest, he seems like, like despite his uh, persona when he fights, he's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Super polite. Yeah, so like, is. I was like, ah, uh, even if I beat him, I should still get that match. <laughs> I've, nice. I've heard wonderful things about Chael. Yeah, everybody, a number does of say really nice things. They yeah, all speak me. very highly. Uh, now, granted, did you have some like stock trash talk in the chamber just in case he started going there? <laughs> he would have crushed me with that. <laughs> oh, young, young man, we have so much to teach you on this show. Can I pitch something, Ref? Can I just yeah, early off the top of my head, Craig? You're not thinking about this in the way you should. He knew the cameras were on him. You had the chance to stop and be like, listen, you old bitch. You should have stayed out while you had this chance. And when he starts to get worked up, boom, Imanari roll. We end up in the same place. And now he's like, oh, you sun zooed me. That's just where my head initially pitches. You know, two more years. Kev, till next I've got season. one for you, though. Yeah. I've got one. Raph? Uh, you know, you could have done a good survey. Like, you could have, like, stopped and went to the crowd. Because I love playing to the crowd. That's kind of what I do. Um but I would have gone to the crowd and be like, what do Anderson Silva and I have in common? <laughs> and I, just, I would just would have like <laughs> dropped the mic as I would have done it. I just would have been like, deuce, peace. <laughs> I, Except should, you... I, should have, I should have walked up and been like, it took Anderson Silva, what, 20 minutes? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. See, the young boy, it. he he's learns there. quickly. You could have I brought a weak rash guard, tore it off. I'm just, uh, this is, again, this is elementary stuff. So just call us before next ADCC. We'll chat out some strategies. If anyone's in the super fight contestants, apparently, who are eligible for the absolute, which was news. Now, now, Craig, this is why it's important to have this trash talk uh, ready in the chamber. So that when you do face, say, Gordon in the absolute, you can do the exact same, just the reverse. Being like, whatever, Gordon. Took you that long? All right. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. I'm out. Craig Jones, Mr. ADCC. Thank yeah. you, everybody. It's been a fun time. Tip your waitresses. Flying triangle this. Give them the flashing <laughs> X symbol. Yeah. Um, next time, you could just whisper, I'm going to Felipe Pena you. See if that. See what that does. That, could mess with that would have to get to him. Or it's going to piss him off. That's your cross to bear as the fighter here. Uh, I'm just the guy outside being like, man, yeah. I can't wait to watch Craig Jones and Gordon Ryan fight again. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, that was a great ADCC for you. Uh, were there any other kind of things that stuck out to you that we don't get to see? Because, again, there's a lot that we don't get to see. We didn't know you were at a bar. Seconds before you tapped out the American <laughs> Gangster. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's not a not a thing that happens to a lot of us. Uh, <laughs> we didn't so... know Kazakhstani American top team jujitsu <laughs> fighters pulled an Uzi on you and said, "Wear these tights or die." Seconds before the tournament started, we didn't know that. That's oh. how most of my sponsorship deals work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we were drunk at a party. It's like you sign this in blood. They show you a picture. It's like what the yeah, fuck it's a ten, were we doing? A ten year contract. <laughs> so yeah, was there other shit that we didn't see? Well, the funniest, the funniest thing I saw was the they actually had an ADCC after party where 
um, they got a bus and they took us all to a bar to go drinking. But I mean, this is sad. Le- in my match with Leandro, he had hurt his knee. So for the two days I saw him right up until Sunday night, he was limping pretty bad. And then we get to the after party. He gets a few beers into him and his knee miraculously recovers and he's tearing up the dance floor and then he's taking his shirt off and dancing. That was that was one of the best things I saw a weekend, actually. That's the, this just confirms people with abs are up to nothing good. Almost <laughs> ever. When you say he miraculously recovers, <laughs> I feel like those are the things that like um, cost you like world championships. So I'm confused, but okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, that's insane. Like you got like I saw photos and videos from that bus. Oh, I from don't, the bus. Yes, I saw the bus ride. I saw the the conglomerate. It was the greatest hits of all of you guys being trucked together. Kev, here's the thing. I don't think he can outright tell us what happened on that bus. Am I I accurate here, Craig? I mean, there was nothing too crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. There was was sort of some sort of beatboxing rap battle between Lloyd Irvin and Leandro Lowe. That was pretty cool. Oh, God, never. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. Okay. I I want to delete that fact from my brain. Kevin, can we play our favorite game of the guest can just confirm or deny what Uh-oh. we think happened? Uh, obviously. We're okay. playing that game. <laughs> Why don't you start, sir? Yeah. Okay. Buchecha, just does he bring cocaine or do people find him with it? What happens <laughs> at the after party? <laughs> there was no cocaine there, sadly. Yeah. That sounds like okay. a strong okay. confirmation one. So he okay, brings okay. it. Got it. <laughs> I'm going to go have on this. Uh, confirm or deny Gary took home only three STDs. <laughs> yes, that's that sounds like the truth. Okay. Uh, sounds confer- like the truth is actually in this realm a very important thing. <laughs> confirm or deny Muhammad Ali got drunk and confessed that's not his real name. Mm. <laughs> I actually don't think he was at the after party. Sounds like another strong confirmation. (laughs) Is that an option that you don't go to the after party? Who doesn't go to the after party? I think you can tell us that. Who didn't go? All right. Well, I mean, I had to convince my coach, Lachlan, to come to the after party. He wanted to stay home and go to bed. Boring, boo. I feel like he should be named and shamed for that. Yeah. No, that's definitely not going to get him uh, him prop points from us. Okay. (laughs) Way to sell him out. That was a good good sacrifice. Kev, you got any more on your side? Uh, Lovato and Shanji were there, participated in the dance competition as a doubles partner. That's true. I believe there's video evidence of that. I cannot wait. I just imagine they've got a pretty good routine worked out. That's sunglasses. (laughs) Shanji Shanji is a good time. He was quite fun with a few beers in him that night. He's very serious when it comes to competition day, but I saw a different side to him. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, I have to ask this. Confirm or deny? Because they alluded to this. A lot of shirts off. Was there any grappling that happened at the after party? Um, I didn't see any. I just saw a hell of a lot of dancing, and Leandro was by far the best dancer. Even interesting. Okay, okay. Okay, now now that you bring that up, I'm going to close on this one kevin unless you have one more uh no i'm baffled by this 
I just yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of me that thought for some reason you were gonna see just Orlando Sanchez swing through the dance floor, pretty as a bull in China, just Absolutely. ready. And it was like, you know, who can fucking dance? Sanchez, still wearing the same outfit. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you this final question, sir. Confirm or deny? Andre Galvo, double gold on the dance floor or out in the first round? Hmm. I'm I'm sure he can dance, but he, he did actually not come to the after party. <gasps> Interesting. Three super right. fire wins is not enough to celebrate, apparently. Apparently not. Uh, Craig Jones says, I'm writing the headline again right now. <laughs> Andre Galvo cannot gold at dancing. Done it. <laughs> Changing the game once again, Kev. That's how I get those big matches. Absolutely. Dancing. Absolutely. Okay, so again, we have to ask this because we would be stupid not to ask. Submission Underground happens the next week. How do you even approach topping the amazing weekend that you have over ADCC? Like, what do you hit a reset button? Do you just drink so much it blacks out? Do you go with super buffet? Like, what happens? How do you regroup for that next thing? Well, um, actually, I find those fights the ones that I'm most nervous for. The ones that, like, after that weekend, everyone mm. was like, well, you are going to win Submission Underground. And, like, my opponent, Ben Egley, he's, like, 9-1. and one. He's a pretty good MMA fighter. MMA fighters can be pretty tough. So I, all I remember thinking was, I cannot beat Leandro Lowe one weekend and lose to an MMA fighter the next. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was pretty worried about that. But uh, the match went pretty well. Um, managed to get a leg lock a couple minutes in, I think. Typical. <laughs> Fine. I was very happy to see that result for you. I mean, it had to be great. When you go to somewhere like Portland, it's a great fight city. You know, they love grappling out there. Um, did you see your own celebrity sort of rise? Because here's the nice part. You're wonderfully nice to us after you have an amazing weekend. And you don't need to be. Like, I'm fully ready for you to be a diva. And you haven't been. And it's kind of annoying, but it's really endearing. Um, but, like, did that change? Did people change when you were out there? Um, yeah, I mean, a bunch of people were congratulating me and stuff, taking photos. That was a weird experience, but it was pretty cool. Everyone was pretty nice. I love I love Portland, love visiting Portland. When, I, when I'm there, I usually train at Nathan Orchard's gym. So you, you, see the, uh, you see the rubber match in the gym. <laughs> Wait, the rubber match already happened in the gym? <laughs> oh, we trained together for, what was it, the last submission underground. We wrote a bit for that one, but I didn't see him oh, this most recent. Jesus time. Christ. Listen, kids, you don't know how to sell fights. This is why you need someone <laughs> like me to come in here and teach you how it's done. You need to write the script and I'll say it. <laughs> I, listen, if you guys follow the script, I will write it for you. It's not that hard. <laughs> you just need to say things like Nathan Orchard, whatever. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I've seen better hair on every other ADCC competitor I submitted. <laughs> especially shanji yeah exactly (laughs) you know you're a fast learner i can see why you submit people so quickly uh kev we figured out what happens next were i mean next he gets a drug addiction he uh does a weird piercing that we're all like stop it come on craig um maybe gets into an internet altercation with australia's uh, Robin, <laughs> Kit Dale. 
which I think would be uh, a pretty cool like meshing of next yeah. celebrities for you. I don't know. There's some people I would really like to see you fight. So uh, this will be a fun, fun time in the next few. You know, you're going to start getting really booked. I would imagine like the calls well, are going to come faster than they already were. That brings talking, up a good question, though. Tonin? What is happening next? I want to see that fight. Tonin's great. But what else is happening, sir? Because now, you know, you've piqued our interest. You can't be Mr. ADCC one weekend and then leave us hanging after submission underground. What comes next? Re- retirement. Oh, shut up. No, you're not <laughs> retiring. Jesus. He's done. Um, He's like, I want to go back to the well, bar. I've clearly heard you talk today, and I understand the only way to talk you out of retirement is by going up to you and saying, don't. And you go, but I was eating at a buffet. <laughs> you just well, go, you're not. <laughs> Well, speaking of retirement, November 5th, I'm going to retire Kid Dale. We've got a super fight in Australia. So that oh. should be pretty Wait, fun. And that was a question I had. How do you have a super fight with somebody you have a DVD with? That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> We're breaking new ground. <laughs> I expect to see some very good Z Guard. I mean, you kind of we, know. The, the winner gets the full profit of the DVD. I feel like no, that's how Oh, that's a great idea. And Kit's really good at trash talking. Have you. Have you started doing that? Like, have you started picking out, like, have you enlisted the help of Classy Grappler, maybe? I think I need his help to take down a guy like Kit. Kit has mm-hmm. a lot of free time and a lot of energy. He's a hard <laughs> man to beat on social media. Okay. Okay. So you've got that super fight coming up, and where is that going to be? That's, in, that's actually in Melbourne. Grappling Industries uh, uh, hosting a tournament in Melbourne and We'll do a 20-minute super fight. I think it's – I should check, actually. I think there's points oh. in it. I'm not sure. Jesus, Craig. <laughs> For the love of God, just read. He's like, <laughs> I, I didn't think to check. <laughs> I just – you know. Just show up and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Is I, this a key one or not a key I stopped one? reading after the dollar signs. I was like, that's it. Put me oh. out. <laughs> uh, no gi. No gi for this one. He's definitely gone gone Hollywood on us, Kevin. Okay, so <laughs> Nogi there. Okay, we've got that November 4th. What happens next? Um, actually, yeah, November – yeah. Well, December so that 9th. One, December 9th, Kazakhstan. Uh, December 3rd, EBI Absolute Tournament in Austin, Texas. So I'll be jumping in that one. Wait, You're going to be in that. I'm in that one, yeah. Interesting. Oh. There is a rumor – one of us may be out there reporting on that one. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, that should be fun. I, I hear Austin, Texas is a pretty cool city. Austin's amazing. Austin's yeah. a blast. Yeah, I cannot wait to check it out. And then, I don't know, after that, I was talking to the Polaris guys, so hopefully they can give me a, give me a match on that. I'd love oh, to head Jesus. out to Jesus, they better find something for you. I'll fucking call and yell them myself. You do that, please. Tell them I to w- pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, they don't pay anybody, so <laughs> boom, take that. No, I'm just kidding. They actually pay. Let's not metamorphose them. Yeah, they we're, pay. we're saying like we're making jokes about scale. This but they're not. They, they pay in like those like weird that, pounds things, which I'm <laughs> still not confirmed is actual money. Well, um, I'm living on that Australian money, so that's fake anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well be Monopoly money, but. <laughs> All right, so Polaris is in the works. If you guys want to see Craig Jones, uh, please tweet at Polaris Pro. Make sure that they know we want to see Mr. ADCC make his way over. Do you have to cross a pond to get there? I don't know where you are right now. You're in I'm Utah. in the States. Yeah, in Utah. 
Of okay, yeah. So you got to drive a, a pond or something. Is that what happens? You drive a pond? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, okay, so then you've got that. That and then uh, the EBI looks great for you. That's going to be a lot of momentum. You're going to get the EBI uh, treatment, which is amazing. Again, we know they profile their athletes amazingly. So that sounds great. Yeah, Kev, what's the problem here, though? I don't hear enough on his plate. You mean third host? A verbal tab? I, I don't know. I'm, We're ready to go there. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a trial basis. We'll we'll bring him in. It's going to be like a you know one of those exchange programs where like he Love comes it. in and yeah. becomes a third person on the podcast. Our heel hooks get better. Everybody wins. He'll do that. <laughs> I'll go train and eat cheeseburgers, beer, have his abs, <laughs> and compete at a semi high level. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I know that you've got some dates coming uh, that are going to be a lot of fun. Are you looking for seminars? Are you doing privates? And if so, where? Um, I've got some seminars coming up in Asia next week. I'm what am I in Taiwan, Thailand, Singapore, Hong Kong. I'm not sure. I think there might be another one. <laughs> I got to. I got. My friend Dan from Taiwan organized this. So I oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to ask. I was like, is there a assistant Craig Jones who maybe we could talk to that has some answers? <laughs> I need a high one and a nutritionist. <laughs> there we go. You two can look like, uh, well, hold on. You and Gordon, you know, he uh, has that steroidal look, but you kind of, you know, you're both hitting that direction so a nutritionist who knows maybe you'll lose 30 pounds maybe you'll gain 50 that'd be great i'm gonna cool up his nutritionists i'm gonna come into ebi absolute the biggest man yoked love it hope so (laughs) be about time we look over at you and just be like oh god this poor kid just wants to eat that's why you did an absolute (laughs) right after thanksgiving smart smart eddie bravo smart Well, listen, Craig, we love talking to you. Uh, You know, I think it's fascinating. I think people should be taking you up on seminars and and privates because uh, you made ADCC fun for us watching at home. And, you know, we're not like some Australian schlock journalism website. (laughs) You know, we have a high appreciation because we know how difficult it is to do well at basically the Olympics of our sport. And it doesn't just happen overnight it doesn't just happen at that tournament it's a lot of hard work that goes into it so i hope that you are rightfully taking in all of the congratulations and the love that the community is showing upon you because you know you've been putting in the time we've been watching you and uh you know it's one of those things where after adcc i'm like we just have to talk now i i couldn't get you at ebi i couldn't get you before then just because the timing didn't work out and i was like nope this motherfucker's coming on our show we're gonna talk to him so thank you very much thanks for having me on that was a little fun not a problem well listen if people want to follow you where can they follow you sir um craig jones bjj on instagram excellent very good kevin do you have any departing words to our guest z guard got it we'll check it out um with uh someone sit rail kitchen dale some something Kitchen doesn't matter. Yeah. You're obviously the brains, the genius, and the good looks <laughs> behind the operation. Um, fantastic grappling these this last year, sir. Some uh, real work. Thank you very much. Well, sir, if I end up going on out to uh, 
see things over at EDI. I look forward to running into you, and hopefully we can do this again after you win. Uh, that would be amazing. But until then, I know you're going to be training well. We look forward to seeing you in your next couple super fights again, guys. November 4th, that is his super fight against friend, nemesis, DVD lover, Kitchendale. <laughs> also Kazakhstan, I guess, the week after that EBI. So he's got some stuff on his plate, but let's keep getting him more super fights. Uh, and you guys obviously know where to reach him now. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Craig. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Raph, what a podcast. The type of podcast that takes almost five years of savvy to pull off. Yeah. We were able to talk about the inseriousness of Halleck and the fact that AJ may or may not have committed to doing this yet. And then talk to Craig Jones, who's nothing but Australian beautiful. He's the nicest dude. I I love that he has you can tell he's of that level because I love that he has that laugh that you can only have when you're like, <laughs> I'm submittedly under low. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. I love you. But I'm Watch out for my Kazakhstani warriors. They're just over there behind <laughs> the bench hanging out. And he's uh, obviously mixes a little business with pleasure. And those mm. are the people you got to you always love. But, you know, when we've talked about having that tournament where people have to drink before they roll. Yeah, I'm pretty into it, dude. He's up there. I think he's in the early favorite runnings, along with like Orlando Sanchez. Oh, Jesus! Who's the president, vice president, and treasurer of the drinking while doing jujitsu committee? And I mean, or- Orlando just does what he wants. That's that's really what it comes down to. It. Five Can years. I say this though? We we talked about this with him, uh, but there is something interesting happening. Uh, we also are our friends at gentleartmagazine.com. Uh, one of our good friends, uh, Dane, he has written a article. So for further reading, you can hear more about Craig Jones's journey, including how he got started in jiu-jitsu, a little bit more about his background. Uh, we highly implore you guys to go check that out. You can do that at gentleartmagazine.com. Gentleartmagazine.com. Don't forget to also just spruce on over to verbaltapcast.com. Yeah, hit them both. You've got five minutes to check out some Jackson stuff. Raph, we've just persistence is really the key. We've always said that people are going to tell you you're not good. We don't care. That's never been our goal. Our goal is about longevity, friends. We'll see you in 20 years at episode. I can't do that math. Twenty four hundred coming up on five years of verbal tap. You threw a little love nest photo out to the people and ask them for their it's response. not a love nest photos kevin it is our engagement photos so. <laughs> it does have a lot of like <laughs> you fuckers you better go where we're registered because we're registered at bjjhq.com <laughs> you, you can find out jiu-jitsu find more on my wish list at chaosportsgear.com where I, I have a few more singlets <laughs> I just wasn't prepared to get all cocky about. Um, I, I want to start with the first, and this is the nice response. Mm. Congrats, guys. Oh. From Plug One Two. That's uh, our good friends over. They have their own show, Plug One Two. Uh, Charlie, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. That's a nice, just good starter. Yeah. Now, the next one, Brian of the Jungle, do a self-promotion. Get a purple belt. 
First, I want to acknowledge that he knows you are already a blue belt and was able That's to true. deduce from the photo that it's outdated. Some people didn't do that. And I enjoy his uh, overall sense that we should just start self-promoting. I've been saying that. You know what I would do? I would throw out the belt first. Like I'd just toss it in the center and be like, I don't even want it. And then I'd do like an epic Alec Baldwin monologue from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, saying why other people don't deserve to promote themselves. And then if somebody like gets so bold to go up and pick up my belt, this new purple belt I'm about to give myself, they would just go, they'd touch it, and I'd go, put that purple belt down. Purple belts are for finishers, which I guess technically I'm not really good at that either. So <laughs> let me let me requalify what that is. There's purple some plot to work out. I mean, obviously, we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to get this right. <laughs> purple belts are for people who... Just you know, they've been around. I guess that's what I got. That's, that's actually my thing. That's like one of the nicest descriptions I've ever heard. What's that? Uh, pe- purple belts are for people who've just been around. I've been around. That's <laughs> that's essentially my secret. I'm not uh, listening. You know, I I roll with other purple belts at different places. I roll with other blue belts. There's a Jesus, a great blue belt over at Van Eyes named Chung, good friend of ours. This guy. He's got uh, his leg attacks are up there on the brown and purple scale. And I'm like, yee, yee. calm down, sir. Anyway, go on. Do, uh, well, sexy calendar shoot dot 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 persistent tenacity is either commenting. This is a sexy calendar shoot or urging us to do one. I'm going to side on urging us to do one. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. We can 100 percent make a verbal tab calendar for your viewing pleasure. And it's uh, there's. Uh, it's going to be sexy. That's for 100. <laughs> El Castro 94 says jujitsu dojo prank calls. And El Castro, we got to get you on the verbal tap team. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Rob is one of the great, great people. Again, trains out of Van Nuys, so he knows Chung. Uh, 100% Rob, idea on that, on that side. <laughs> he's the nicest. Can I tell you real quick? I have to interrupt you on this. Uh, Rob is one of those guys who came up to me at the last CXF show. And he just smiles, right? And I was like, man, that's amazing. It's good to see you. And he's just like, man, every time I see you, I just laugh. And I looked at him and I go, I know what you mean. And he goes, I'm sorry. I don't mean it like that. It's just you're funny. And I just get really excited. I was like, could you not tell that to somebody like that? And he was just – he couldn't stop laughing anymore. And he was just like, I know. It's just – God damn it, Rev. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, I'm just fucking with you. It's really good. That's what we want. Comics. We want to make you laugh. Sometimes that means, you know, you got to do a little poking. Please do not quote me on that. (laughs) And Grapplethon from Adugno. I like it. Uh, We've got a congrats, guys, from our friend Ryan Ford. Mm. Again, not surprised he kind of missed the point. (laughs) Prompt, which is how should we mark the occasion? And I didn't see anything about three-way podcast from Ryan, so I'll assume. Congrats, guys. What should we do to uh, mark the occasion? Congrats, guys. I missed the menage invite. He threw it himself there. Always think (sighs) self-promotion, Ryan. Absolutely. The Mac forever. Get a TV deal or a gig with UFC. Ask Eddie Bravo to hook you up. First of all, I can't believe we haven't thought of that yet, Ref, by the way. A TV deal or a gig with UFC. We've got to have more meetings. 
and second, asking Eddie to hook us up, I think is is. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to put stuff out there. Oh, here we go. Okay. Eddie's already uh, Eddie. He, hook us up. All right here. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So let's. Okay. I know that you guys have been listening to like other podcasts, and like that's cool. You know, you listen to like mainstream media. I get it. It's fine. But you know, I'm not saying this is the best show. Okay. But I'm just saying, look into it. That's my my bitch. Look into it, UFC. Look into it. I would love it if he said that about Rumble Tap at any point. But the worst <laughs> part is, is like I, you know, I got a big shot in the arm of Eddie today because he was at the 10th Planet Pasadena opening, which we'll talk about as we get on in a second. But uh, there was definitely 20 minutes of Eddie Brosh, and so edgy. He was he was feeling it, and I had felt that I was like, you know, I haven't done the impression in a while. And then I got a shot in the arm today, and I was like, it's back. Yep. We're doing it. I'm just saying look into it, okay? So, anyway. Kev, go on. He came into Hosanna. Ruben Avila. That's awesome. Congrats, guys. Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Which, I believe he's commenting on how we'll mark the occasion. Right. I do love the fact that when Ruben just threw that one up of like, you know what, guys? I read the prompt and whatever. Uh, and I don't really give a shit. But whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you choose, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's a, a dominant 10N. And I like... Oh, I'm sorry. That's just dominant. No, it is dominant 10N. A verbal tap only tournament. No physical taps allowed. <laughs> Which is the best possible. Why have we not thought about this? I hope you understand. Fuck. This it was is, so obvious. I'm a guy who now makes tournaments, Kevin. I can A, make this happen. B, uh, it will have to come after our advantages only tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> side by side with advantages only <laughs> is verbal tap only. No physical. I'm sorry. That makes me laugh every time I think about it. It's just the logistics and those side looks you'd get from the athletes as you were like, okay, guys. You know how we tap? Not anymore. You better fucking say it. And if you're choking, it's death. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Everybody gather around. I'm going to get back in my Alec Baldwin character and be like, listen, you fucks. I know a lot of you out there are trying to finish these fights. There's not a lot of, here. There's a lot of not softness. on my watch. There's a lot of softness rolling around. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one thing and one thing only. You pull guard. Okay. You allow that person to get into just good enough of a position where they might score, but you don't let them score because guess what? This is advantages only, all right? And we have a reputation to keep here. So don't let me see you guys trying to finish any of these matches. They go on for six minutes because that's what we told the people they're going to go on for. You put an Ezekiel in, you're disqualified. <laughs> any questions? <laughs> um, I This isn't necessary. Uh, okay, yeah. Do you want me to read this one? Because I feel it's too hard for you to read. I can read it. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine. From Han Diggs Rolls. Not as Dominat 10N. Not not a suggestion like that. Verbal tap only, no physical tap slides, which is genius, and I want to put on our next shirt. Injuring Kevin's other hand? Question mark. And I'm going to give Han Diggs Rolls a little breather because they put the question mark at the end. Otherwise, I find this downright offensive. It's okay, Kev. I mean, relax. You're good. It's fresh. You got it. It's fresh. You're fine. I just started um, yoga. 
I will say, I would never injure Kevin's other hand, but if I did it, I'll give you the book right now. Um, I would do it departed style. If I, I wrist grab, like Kevin, oh, if I, I wrist like Kevin, I would do it departed style, where I would like hold down his hand, and Kevin would be all like Leo DiCaprio overacting, ah! and then I'd be, you know, Jack Hairs Nicholson in my overacting, eyes, annoyingly, yeah. But like Jack Nicholson overreacting, where you're uh, really, really going loud and nasally, a little nasally like Jack. At the same time, while still having the Jack Nicholson voice and trying to do a Boston accent where he's just kind of like, now you want me to go ahead and tell you about the bar. Well, I'll tell you about the bar. Good job, Jack. That's why you didn't get the Oscar nom. Next. Still fresh. Three years later, four years, five years. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Kevin, it's been ten years. Don't. Ten years. <laughs> I have what? last. Well, I have two left. Mm-hmm. Here's the last one before the nominee. This is from Martial Hearts: A Detailed History of Kalen's Role in the Post World War II Spice Trade. I want to thank you, Martial Hearts, for your inquiry, and I'll do my best. But I think we have an early submission for the next Verbal Tap Serial podcast, Raph. A detailed history of Kalen's role in the Spice mm. Trade. Post-World War II, obviously. Absolutely. It's only interesting time. Pre-World War II. It's like just another Spice Trader. But post-World War II, really a really big game player. <laughs> the winner, if I okay. may, on Instagram, comes from Really Smitty. And to your prompt, Verbal Tap is coming up on five years. How should we mark the occasion? Really, Smitty just commented, humor. Brian Smith. Let me tell you something about Brian Smith. Brian Smith lives in normal Illinois. Now, you could try and find him based off that information. But he has the most generic name in the world because there's nothing significant about him. But I'll tell you a little bit about him. You know what Brian Smith likes, Kev? Funny Instagram posts? Dad humor. Okay. Okay. He's been doing pun work since the early 80s. And right now he is struggling to try and gain some sort of (laughs) kicks because he's got nothing else to do. Well, Brian Smith, to you I say, you're not even listening to this. But you know what you did. That's a shame because kicks that are. I laughed my <laughs> ass off when I read, I read humor. It's like, yeah, no, humor is very funny. But let's the implication is one. that we've never applied that to the Facebook yeah, no. world. Well, now to the Facebook world. This one's from Daniel Dunn, and it says, How should we mark the occasion? And he said, By quitting. J.K. Ob, <laughs> I think uh, some sort of super fight between the two hosts. Between the two hosts, by the way, is amazing. Not host, two host is overdue. Kev, do you want to fill in on part of that one? Uh, first of all, by quitting, another great, another just classic, <laughs> good up the middle strike that just chuckles me. It's like, how should we mark the occasion? I love because just as fun as the congrats are, are the by quitting. <laughs> It's like, oh, fucking jump to the screen. Um, yeah, I mean, just as soon as the two hosts can get their fucking health together. Yeah. And I can't lump them together in this more seriously, but both of them have really got a health up, Daniel. 
here's the the hard part. It's not for lack of trying. And I kind of find it insulting that you think we haven't been trying to murder each other. I don't want to beat up anybody think about. in jiu-jitsu. But I will beat up Kevin. We like, don't even want to do the podcast. We're just trying to fight. But we got to keep doing this until rehab. Right. So, you know, the hard part is when your main adversary is somebody who, like, goes, Raph, I got bad news for us. And I'm like, what's the bad news for us? And it's like, I'm injured. And I'm like, oh, my God. No. How could you do that to us, Kevin? And he's like, I'm sorry. Me, and, some family bones, a lot of apologies. Family bones. family bones, by the way, is a much better movie and sequel to Winter Bones starring Jennifer Lawrence. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to point out here, guys, to those of you who want to see a super fight between me and Kev, I tried to make it happen in 2019. And then those dicks at ADCC decided to put their little fucking thing over in Long Beach. So you will probably not see it then either. So we're bound to do this forever. Like the Joker and Batman, Kevin and I are bound to just hate each other and probably be too injured to have a match significant or worth of your attention. <laughs> anyway, next one. Jason Calhoun, Hickson visits the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club slash interview. Huh? <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I've already interviewed Hickson. I would love to interview him again. I'd love to have lunch with him every day. Just we'll to, see. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, literally anything. I'd do anything. They were like, yeah. hey, Kevin, there's a woodworking class. Beginners, no fun stuff. But you get to do it with Hickson. I'd be like, sounds good. What if, like, I got a call and it was just like, hey, Raph, uh, Hickson wants to do a spa day with you. And I'm like, fuck yeah. What? <laughs> I also, I do like. Chris Martin's very jujitsu y response. Mm. Belt whippings. Yeah. It's very good. Well, combine that with Frank Reese's, who probably feels I'm overdue for oh, one for a blue belt get that your I'm just blue belt. Yeah. given to myself. Frank, I'm with you, but did. purple. Just upgrade your color. Get your purple <laughs> belt, you lazy fuck. <laughs> I know. I really, God damn it. If I hear that one more time. Mm, all right, let's go to this next one. Kev, I'm going to let you respond, but I'm going to read it. Kyoshi says, fly me out and I'll teach Raph to wrestle. Then we'll tag team his knee and hand to further break him. So the subject and the noun agreement is a little off here. But Kev, do you want to respond to this one? Yes, I would. First of all, okay. I enjoy his omnipresence assumption that like God, my presence is known. Despite his sentence fragment mm. that lacked the proper noun to identify who the he was talking about so maybe fly me out for a grammar lesson and how to talk some oh, shit to where snap. you properly identify all the parties and their limbs but i will assume snap. his means me knee in hand to further he break is him. I and i is he as snoop dog once said what one is broken one is fine you bring that weak ass wrestling shit with his, uh, basically a swift win would get Kiyoshi out of Colorado. He's so light. I'm not even, I'm not even sweating this ref. I was just offended that he thought he was going to beat me at wrestling. Now, granted, he's doing like the fake wrestling, which is like the real kind. And I do the real kind, which is the fake kind. So I was just insulted that he got to that point where he thought he would beat me at professional wrestling. And I was like, that's just not in the cards, kid. Yeah. That's just never going to happen. And then to combine that and say, like, I'm going to tag team against my friend. 
You think I want you to have ownership in helping me to beat Kevin? No, thank you, sir. Then what's Kevin going to say? Oh, you couldn't have done it without Kiyoshi. Worst exactly. case scenario for Raph. Worst case scenario. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. And then what? You think Optimus Prime really gives credit to Bumblebee when he defeats whatever the fuck his face is? I didn't watch the last movie, but I assume he didn't. What was it? Well, I was going to call Megazord at some point, but I was like, Sounds man, it's right. been a while. No, Galvatron. Right. No, don't worry, Ref. No Galvatron's one. No one else has been watching either. So we're fine. <laughs> Everyone's like, I think Mark Wahlberg's in it. I don't know. TJ Miller talked a lot of smack on it. All right, go on. That's it. Five years coming up. That'll do it for us tonight. But if you guys have some suggestions, hit us up. We'll still take more of these. Uh, we're gonna we'll do them up until we have our five year, which is gonna be next month. But we want to hear from you guys. How should we celebrate it? Use the hashtag five years of verbal tap. That's the numeric number five. Five years of verbal tap. Let us know what you'd like to see. If you'd like to see any guests in particular, if you'd like to see any bits, Kevin and I may or may not be in the same room or vicinity very soon. So keep those things in mind. We can't promise you we'll do all of them or actually any of them, but we still love to hear what they are. And there's a possibility. We might do one of them. I'm just saying, look into it. We take help. Shout outs. The people over at Jibera still training, looking like animals on those sterling raised gray mats. Mm. The logo shines above. I'm fine, Raph. I'm doing fine. Wow, Kev. I've started. You sounded like you were about to do either one thing or the other, which is one, write a new national anthem for jujitsu. Yeah. Or two, murder someone. Because this is the audio (laughs) tape that they play on the Datelight episode featuring Kevin Phillips. Something equally as intense. I'm fine. But when you do it, you would definitely release a book called If I Did It. If if I did uh, write that new national anthem, I so I'm doing fine. I'm started yoga again. Thank you for yoga for BJJ. There's a no hands version. It's very helpful for those of us that are knuckle struggled. I am doctor interviewing, aka just having an appointment normally on Wednesday. We're gonna find out if I can start returning to class. Should be a big win, big huge win. Well, let's all keep our good fingers crossed. Until that time, thank you to Yoga for BJJ, and thank you for the crew over at Jubera. Nothing keeps you motivated in terms of like, should I do 10 minutes of core exercising and eat a freshly? Like seeing people continue to become more aggressive attackers. Raph, that'll do it for me. Well, let's start by saying thank you to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu! We've been having a lot of good training, and we want to thank everybody who came out. Joey House has a uh, super fight coming up, and I'm proud to announce his super fight is with the one, the only, Enrico Coco. And that is going to be a phenomenal match. Enrico is an amazing competitor. Uh, I'm very excited for this match. Now, granted, we've been doing a lot of preparations and uh, study and uh, trying to figure out if Joey's actually good at jujitsu and then, like, making sure that it's like we ask a genie to give him three wishes at having good things at jujitsu. I don't know. It's a long story process. But Joey's been doing a phenomenal job and we had so many people who came on out. Uh, in particular, I know I'm missing people, but I want to go ahead and thank uh, our good friends Fletch, Nico, um, 
God damn it. Keith, Keith Kikorian came out, by the way, celebrated his 20th birthday training with us. Keith. So that was adorable. He also won a ball. Like he had like, you know, when you do the little like claw game where you put in $2 and you get to see if you can win something and it normally sucks your money out. The kid on his 20th birthday was able to get the claw to take out a ball and, uh, and win one of those from one of those toy machines. So kudos to him. He was a lot of fun. You know, it was good to see him and uh, uh, joke around a lot. He is uh, quite, quite talented. And, uh, of course, thank you to our good friend, Drew Murillo, and, of course, Eric Medina. And uh, we had a lot of fun. I think Joey's looking uh, really nice and sharp. That, of course, is going to be coming out on the L. Ray Network. And we are imploring you guys, imploring you guys to check out Bushido Battleground, and it is on the L Ray Network. It repeals, or is it not repeals? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Trump policies on the mind. It uh, <laughs> it premieres on October 18th, and we want you guys to tune in. That's the L Ray Network, Bushido Battleground, and then a future episode will feature Joey House in a super fight with Enrico Coco. And I'm just saying, Kevin, you might see familiar faces on there. I don't want to say who might be on there. They might be somebody who's been on the show a lot. Never heard of them. But mm. I'm stoked. Okay. GSP? <laughs> mm, I mean, in a way, you could say yes. GSP oh, uh, very much would be on there. That would be cool. Super cool. Yeah, maybe some guy who, you know, if not GSP, maybe like the next best thing. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. That's... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, nah, we're good. We're almost done. I just wanted to also say big thank you to uh, Valley Martial Arts Center. Hassan with some great class. Love that. Uh, I want to send a shout out to Jimmy Pardo, who I told Kevin uh, there was something that I was like, oh, by the way, there might be something you're jealous of. And uh, I went to go see one of my good friends. I say that now because it's like we're besties. Um, the host of Never Not Funny and the warm-up comic for Conan. Jimmy Pardo, who's actually a really good friend of uh, one of my good friends. And I went to go see him live. He used to be the warm-up guy for Conan, and I used to see him every day. And he does the best crowd work I've ever seen. And he just makes you laugh. But, Kev, I'll tell you this one joke that he did on me, and I think you'll enjoy it. Which was, he looks over to me, and he comes over, and he goes, Excuse me, sir, uh, you know what, what, what's your name here over here? And I was like, oh, hi, my name's Raph. And he just goes, nope, nope, not a real name. Nope. And I was like... And I look at him and I go, uh, yeah, I know. I'm very sorry. And he goes, hey, he goes, what, what, what's your full name? And I was like, Raphael. And he goes, well, why not just say that? And I go, because most people can't. And he goes, Raphael. And I was like, exactly. And he's like, ah, I see. Okay. Good to know. And he like runs away. And afterwards, true sweetheart of a human being, just the nicest, funniest human being. So shout out to him and shout out to 10th Planet Pasadena. They did a great opening. So we've got the Eric's Ramey and uh, Compella. So those two Eric's have opened up their own gym. It is 10th Planet Pasadena. It's amazing. They did a uh, fundraiser for their opening, their grand opening today. They brought in everybody from around the way. That's where I got to see Edgy Braj. But they did a seminar and uh, they raised over $1,000 for the relief in Puerto Rico. So I'm so happy to, to see them do that. I think it's garbage that they enlisted the help of, uh, you know, Matt Therapy to do their thing. Uh, I don't even know what they were doing. They were just there. And I was like, ugh, it was such a good day until I saw you guys. Uh, they tried to kick me out and then they rigged a raffle to go against me. 
which I think is rude. But that's not why we're there. I was there to help the people of Puerto Rico. I don't know what they're about. But anyway, Eric and Eric, if I can say two things about them, uh, Compella is one of uh, Eddie's top generals, has been doing uh, 10th Planet for over 13 years, has really good details in the way he teaches, super nice. And, uh, you know, you've heard him do commentary for uh, EBI and, and whatnot. And uh, just amazing guy. So if you get the chance and you're out that way, go learn from him. And you won't go wrong with Eric Ramey, which, Kevin, I can tell you this. One time I went to go train at HQ and Eric Ramey lit me up like a Christmas tree with the amount of times he was tapping me with like heel hooks and leg lock entries. And today I got to see the very one he was using on me multiple times. And I was like, oh, that's how he did it. Yeah, I still can't stop it, but hmm. Uh, I can't implore you enough. If you are looking to train in the Pasadena area, know people who want to train, or you yourself would like to get more involved and learn better leg locks or the EBI rule set or just get a better game period, go to those guys. They're in Pasadena. You will not go wrong. It's a beautiful facility and uh, just top-notch instruction. And they also have a kids program, uh, which is uh, from – an EBI competitor on her own right, uh, Lila, who is uh, uh, Compella's wife, and they're amazing. So I, I very much look forward to the assassins that they kill or that they create at that place. There we go. Boom. Me too. That will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. And I'm just saying, look into it. There's a metamorist in the forest. You can find it. Trust me. I mean, I'm not trying to just abduct you. <laughs> <laughs>